Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we are talking about remembering God. And so on the last episode, we talked about the Holy Spirit. And if you haven't watched that one, I encourage you to go listen to that one. Um, But one of the things that Jesus said about the Holy Spirit is that he would remind us, that he would remind us of the things that, that God has told us, that he would remind us of scriptures. And really that's one of the great ministries of the Holy Spirit is that he brings things into our remembrance. And so today I wanna talk to you about how remembering what God God has done for you is absolutely key for your Christian life. This is not like a side thing. This is this is huge. If you want to live your life, you know, staying on fire for God, keeping that first love alive in your relationship with God. And so I want to start off by reading you this scripture in Psalm 78 verse 41. It says, yes, again and again, they tempted God, speaking about the Israelites, and limited the Holy One of Israel. They did not remember his power. The day when he redeemed them from the enemy, when he worked his signs in Egypt. And so I want you to see here that it says that the Israelites, because they did not remember all that God had done for them, it says that they limited the Holy One of Israel. They were limiting what God could do in their life because they did not remember what God had done when he freed them from Egypt. You know, you can go and read the stories, you know, that he worked all these miracles and signs and wonders to set them free from this bondage, right? And then they get into the wilderness and they're complaining. You know, they have forgotten what God had did for them. And it says that because they forgot that they had limited God, they were limited. You know, they couldn't get into the promised land because why? Because they were complaining. They had forgotten what God had done for them. You know, all these things. And so that understand that forgetfulness will keep you out of your promised land. Forgetfulness will keep you walking around in circles. It will keep you wandering in the wilderness aimlessly for, for, you know, because of unbelief, really. That's why the Israelites couldn't get into the promised land. It's not the will of God for you to wander in the wilderness for years of your Christian life. The will of God is that you would put his power in remembrance, that you would remember what he did for you when he redeemed you, when he saved you, all the things that he's done in your life. When you keep God in remembrance and you meditate on his works, on his power, on what he's already done in your life, that will keep your faith stirred up and you'll be able to walk right into the promised land, unlike the Israelites. And so I want to talk more about this today. And so I have three points. And so my first one is really that you have to remember what God has done in your life. You have to remember what God has done in your life. And so, you know, when I was thinking about this, um, and I was thinking about this scripture about not limiting God by forgetting what he's done, um, the Lord was just reminding me, you know, there's something in my own life. I remember a few years ago, the Lord spoke to me that something was going to happen in my life. And in the natural, it looked like there is no way, there is absolutely no way that this could happen. But I remember the Lord speaking to me out of the book of John, the story of Lazarus, that when Lazarus was dead, it was at the point where they had no hope. They had no hope that he was going to get healed, that he was going to come back to life. He was four days dead. And Jesus told Martha, you know, it says in the message translation, he says, I'm going to give you new grounds for believing. And he had told them, it's actually for your benefit that I delayed in coming because now he was so dead to the point where he said, I'm going to give you new grounds for believing that when you see what I do, it's going to give you a whole nother level of faith in me. 
right? So I hope you're tracking with me here. But what happens is, and so whenever this had happened in my own life, the Lord had spoken that to me and what he told me what happened, did happen. And he told me the reason that I have done this in your life is to give you a new grounds for believing me. It's to take your faith to another level, to take your faith to another level that you can now believe me for bigger things and have a greater expectation to see my power because I did this thing in your life. And so what happens is though, if we forget what God has done, say I forget about the, you know, the miracle that God did in my life. It's like, I got to that new ground of believing, but because I forgot and I don't remember what God has done, it's like taking a step down to a lower level. God tried to build your faith by doing something great in your life, but because you have forgotten, because you don't, you have, you haven't meditated on the great things that God has already done for you. It's like taking a step down to back to that lower level of faith where, you, you know, God gave you a greater grounds for believing him, but because you don't meditate on what God has done in your life, you're taking step back. You're taking steps backwards in your faith walk. But that doesn't have to be your story because when you keep those things fresh in your mind, when you remember, man, God, I remember when you did this for me, when I was hopeless, when I was in bondage, I remember how you set me free. I remember how you worked this miracle in my family. I remember how you worked this miracle in my health. I remember. And as you remember, it stirs your faith. And that's what it says in second Peter, which we're going to read later. It says that, you know, Peter, he stirred them up by way of remembrance that when you begin to meditate on what God has done for you, it stirs you up. It stirs you up. And so, but maybe you're watching this and you're like, look, Victoria, that's great. But I haven't had any crazy miracles in my life to even put in remembrance. Maybe you've had some, some really difficult things that have recently happened in your life. And you're like, you know, that's the only thing I can think about. That's the only thing I remember. But I want to tell you, the Lord put two things on my heart to tell you to any person that is watching this, that you may be discouraged and you're like, look, I haven't seen, I don't feel like I have a testimony. I don't feel like I've seen the power of God in my life. The first thing I want to tell you is if you have lost anything, God is the reason that you haven't lost everything. If you've lost anything in your life, I want to tell you that God is the reason that you haven't lost everything because people get this warped view of God. When you go through difficulties in life, you can get a warped view of God of God did this for me. God took this from me when really it's the devil that comes to steal, to kill and to destroy your life. But I want you to understand that you need to switch your perspective. God is the reason that you haven't lost everything. If there is something good in your life, it's because of God. God is the author of every good and perfect gift. If you are alive today, if you have breath in your lungs, you can be grateful to God that he has kept you alive. And so the second thing I want to tell you, if you, first thing, if you've lost anything in your life, God is the reason that you haven't lost everything. So you thank him for what you have. And then the second thing is Maybe you're looking at your life and you're like, you know what, Victoria, I'm not where I want to be. I'm not where I thought I would be. I'm not as far along as I want to be. But I want to tell you that you have a reason to remember God and to thank him that you're not where you used to be. You may not be where you want to be, but thank God that you're not where you used to be. If you are watching this and you've given your life to Jesus, I want to remind you that before Jesus saved your life, you were on your way to hell. You were dead in your sin with no way out until Jesus saved your life. So I want to tell those two things, whoever's watching this that may be discouraged and you're like, I feel like I don't have any miracles to remember or I don't have anything to thank God for. I want to tell you those two things to encourage you. 
I want to encourage you that you have something to thank God for. If you are alive today and you're watching this, if you're born again, you have something to put God in remembrance and to thank him for. And so that's my first point is that I want you to begin to remember what God has done in your life. Whether you feel like it's, it's more or less than you want, you have something to thank him for. You have something to remember that God has done in your life, that he's preserved you, that he's kept you alive. Amen. And so the second point that I have is that put in remembrance your encounters with God. You have to remember the encounters that you have had with God. Because let me tell you, people have encounters with God and then something bad goes on in their life and they totally forget. They forget the way that God touched them. They forget the way that God delivered them from addiction. They forget the way that God healed them of whatever they used to deal with. They forget that God has forgiven them of those horrible things they once did. They forget all these, these powerful encounters they've had with God. They go out the window. As soon as something bad comes, you're, you're total in total chaos. You're in total distress. Why? Because you've forgotten. You have forgotten the power of God that he's already showed you. But I want to tell you today that you can stir yourself up by way of remembrance. It's important that you meditate on those encounters you've had with God. And this is something that I try to do, and I'm by no means perfect, but I try to always remember the encounters that I've had with God and how far he's brought me. Because if you're watching this, you, you know, you may not know this about me, but it's very difficult for me to get prideful or arrogant doing what I'm doing, you know, doing these podcasts or, or speaking or preaching or whatever, because I remember who I was before the touch of God came upon my life. And so maybe you're watching this and you don't know. Let me tell you, when I was in high school, college, my younger years, I could not even speak up at a Bible study with 10 people without having a miniature panic, panic attack. I was so fearful, so bound up by anxiety. I could not speak in front of a classroom in high school to present a project without massive anxiety and panic and just my heart beating out of my chest and just total dread, total fear. But let me tell you that on August 25th, 2018, I had an encounter with God and he zapped me of all that fear, all that anxiety. And let me tell you that he gave me a gift to be able to speak. So I understand as long as I remember that encounter, it would be very difficult for me to become prideful because I remember that it is the touch of God that changed me. It's the touch of God that enabled me by his grace to do what I'm doing. So I can't boast in myself. And I, and I, there's really no way that I could think that anything I'm doing is from myself. Why? Because I keep in remembrance the touch of God that I had on August 25th, 2018, when the Holy Spirit came upon me in power and he changed everything about me. I'm a different person because of the touch of God upon my life. And so it's important as the years go by that you don't forget the encounters that you've had with God, that you don't forget who you were before you got filled with the Holy Spirit. Do you remember who you were before God touched you? I hope you remember because, and I'm not talking about dwelling on the past and dwelling about your, on your past, but I'm talking about remembering the touch of God, remembering how far God has brought you. And let me tell you, that will keep you stirred up in your Christianity. Let me tell you, th this is something that will set you apart. It will set you apart. It's going to keep you a Christian that is stirred up, that is impervious to getting prideful because the last thing you want to do is get prideful. The Bible says that God resists the, the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. A great way to stay humble is to remember 
Remember how far God has brought you. Remember what God has done in your life. And so this is my, my third point is to remember that, that you have been cleansed from your sin. Remember how much God has forgiven you of. Because let me tell you, if you forget this, you know, I was thinking about this. It can get super easy to, when you have been saved for a while, you get in your little church bubble, you get in your little Christian bubble, and, you know, you get frustrated about stupid things like, oh, this person at church said this about me, and I'm just really offended, and I'm just actually really ticked off because the pastor, he looked at me sideways, and blah, blah, blah. You, you can get so offended, all this stupid stuff, but the reality is, is that if you're getting offended and you're getting all bent out of shape, it's because you, you are no longer caught up in what God has done in your life. You have to stay caught up. You have to stay stirred up. Man, I'm in awe that I'm forgiven. I'm in awe to be a part of the body of Christ. Because think about it this way too. And I remember the Lord showing me this, um, you know, after I had been saved for a while and all these things, it's great, but you can get so caught up in your church bubble that you forget what it's like to be in sin. You forget how awesome it is to actually be free. So, so it's important, you know, when to, it's important that you stay in a place that you're winning souls, that you're around people who are freshly getting saved. And I remember when I lived in um, Houston, Texas, when we would go out soul winning every week, we would go in the worst parts of Houston, Texas. We would go on the streets. And let me tell you, it's hard to get ungrateful when you do that regularly because when you go out there and you're talking to this mom who hasn't seen her son in three weeks because he's strung out on cocaine and her other son just got shot by some gang member or whatever, you realize that whatever problems you have are very small in comparison to people who are bound in sin. Their families, their children are bound in sin. They're, they're being oppressed by the devil. They're, they're in total bondage. If you forget how much people are hurting, if you forget where would would you be if God hadn't saved you? Where would you be if the blood of Jesus hadn't wiped you clean? Hadn't washed you clean? Where would you be without the blood of Jesus? You have to daily keep in remembrance. And this is something I try to do. Where would I be today without the blood of Jesus? Where would I be today if I wasn't born again? Where would I be today if Jesus hadn't saved my life and broken the, the, the bondage of sin off of my life? Who knows where I would be? I could be on the streets addicted to God only knows what, homeless, whatever. And I want you to think about that, especially if you're someone that grew up in church. And I grew up in church and I thank God that he gave me the revelation of where I would be today if I hadn't had the privilege of growing up in the house of God. If I hadn't had the privilege of having parents that put the word of God on the inside of me. If I hadn't had the privilege of going to a Christian school and all these things where I would be today. And I, and I encourage you, if you are someone that grew up in church and you've just been in your little bubble, I encourage you to ask the Holy Spirit to give you a revelation of this. You have to have an understanding where you are constantly stirred up and that you are in awe of the fact that, man, God saved my life. He preserved me. And that God only knows where you would be today if it weren't for the blood of Jesus. God only knows if where you would be today if it weren't for that person that ministered to you as a child, that person that poured into you, that parent that prayed for you, or whatever. So you have to stir yourself up by remembering these things. And so I want to read to you this scripture out of 2 Peter. This is 2 Peter chapter um, 1. 
it says in verse nine, it says, for whoever lacks these qualities is blind and spiritually short-sighted, seeing only what is near to him and has forgotten that he was cleansed from his old sin. Therefore, be even more diligent to make your calling and election sure, for if you do these things, you will never stumble. So Peter says here that a person that lacks these Christian qualities, it's because you have forgotten that you were cleansed from your old sins. So Christians that get all caught up in pride and offense and bitterness, it's because you have forgotten the glorious reality that you were cleansed from your sins. And it says, he says, if you keep this in your remembrance, that you will never stumble that you will never stumble. And then he goes on to say in verse 12, he says, for this reason, I will not be negligent to remind you always of these things. And then he says in the next verse, I think it is right as long as I am in this tent to stir you up by reminding you. I wanna tell you that you never get so uh, mature in your Christian life that, you know, there's some people that they think they're so mature in their Christianity, that when they hear someone preaching the gospel, they're just like, oh yeah, yeah, I've heard that before. No, the gospel should move you every time you hear it. When you hear John 3, 16, it should move you every time you hear it. If it's fresh in you, and you have to keep that revelation fresh in you that man, God, you forgave me of my sin. With, if without the blood of Jesus, you would be on your way to hell today. And that has to stay fresh in you. The gospel has to stay real to you. You, you never get too mature that, oh yeah, no, I've heard that before. That doesn't, that doesn't affect me. Yeah, no, I know, I know, I know I'm saved from my sin. I know that. That has to stay a fresh revelation to you. And it, and it comes by what I'm talking about. You have to stir yourself up by way of remembrance. I want to encourage you this week to take time to set apart where you literally just think about who you were before you got saved. And think about how far God has brought you. Think about the ways that God has touched you. All these things. And so I want to wrap up by reading you this scripture in um, Deuteronomy chapter 8. Um, this is, this is kind of something I want to close with. But I want to encourage you, you know, when you've been um, walking with the Lord for a long time, if you're watching this and you have been, and the Lord begins to bless you. This is something that happens all the time. And we have a warning about it in Deuteronomy 8 is that people tend to forget. You get so comfortable in your new life that God has blessed you with that you forget the Lord. And so I want to encourage you. I'm going to read you the scripture, but I want to encourage you that as God continues to bless you and as God continues to do miraculous things in your life, you should purpose in your heart that, Lord, the more you bless me, the harder I'm gonna pursue after you, the harder I'm gonna press in. Because many people only press in when they need a breakthrough. They only press in when they need a miracle. But how much more powerful would your Christian life be if you stay stirred up, if you stay um, putting God in remembrance, you stay in that place of consistently pressing in so that your life will just be miracle after miracle. And so I want to read you this Deuteronomy 8, 10 through 14. It says, when you have eaten your fill, be sure to praise the Lord, your God for the good land that he has given you. But that is the time to be careful. Here's the warning. After God has blessed you, he's given you your fill. That is the time to be careful. Beware that in your plenty, you do not forget the Lord, your God and disobey his commands. For when you have become full and prosperous and have built fine homes to live in, be careful. Do not become proud at that time and forget the Lord, your God, who rescued you from slavery in the land of Egypt. 
And so God was giving them this warning. Be careful. As I've blessed you, be careful that you don't forget the way that I rescued you out of Egypt. Be careful that you don't forget the one that has brought you so far. And really, it comes by actively stirring yourself up by way of remembrance. This is an active thing that we have to daily stir ourselves up by, remi by reminding ourselves and going back through and recounting with your mind. And you know, that scripture in 2 Peter 1 that I read, when it says to stir up your mind by way of remembrance, that word mind could also be translated imagination. You have to use your mind, your imagination to, to recall, to replay the wonderful things that God has done in your life so that you don't have to limit him in the future because the next problem you're facing if you're already stirred up the next thing the devil throws your way it's going to be nothing for you why because you're already stirred up man if God did it before if God has come through for me before so many times in these ways how much more can I be confident that he's going to come through for me again how much more can I be confident that God is, is going to break through for me again in this problem and so you won't even worry about it. The next time you come up against a problem or a situation that seems impossible, you won't even be worried about it. Why? Because you are already stirred up. You're already in remembrance about the great things that God has already done in your past. And so when you do that, that's going back to what I read in the beginning, Psalm 78, that's going to keep you from limiting God. Don't limit God by, by continuing continuously going back to the same level of faith. God does something grace, great in your life, but you forget about it and you go back down to that lower level of faith. God does something great and yet you forget and you go back. You know, it's that's what keeps you wandering in the wilderness for years. Those cycles, those cycles of just, God has to keep doing the same thing to try to get you to that new level of faith. But I wanna encourage you today that as you stir yourself up by way of remembrance, that you're not going to see God's power limited in your life. You're going to see his power in, in continuous increase. In every season of your life, you're going to see greater and greater and greater levels of miracles, levels of the power of God in your life in Jesus' mighty name. Hey guys, this is Victoria. I just want to say thank you so much for listening and make sure that you subscribe, share it with a friend, share it on Instagram. Let me know that you're listening and I pray that these podcasts will continue to be a blessing to you.